It's a new era, Josh Matthews tells us. At the start of this main event, this mini special event, emergence. And it is, in a way, a new era because of all the good feeling that came from um, Slammiversary, which happened about a month ago. And the all the late-on laughter at the issues with TNA and all the kind of plucky little impact views and the feeling that they couldn't really do it. They'd be a, a small um, federation on a small TV channel that had a small impact. And that changed with the work riding up to Slammiversary and that Slammiversary, but they need to keep that feeling going. And it's interesting that on an impact night, a, a usual programming night, we have a two-night special event just to make Impact seem a little bit more special. But it needs to be good. Otherwise, there's very little point. Was it? Yes, it did, mostly. Okay, it wasn't a Big Bang pay-per-view. There weren't any ooh moments, although we might have one of those next week because the main event is the transitional champion, Eddie Edwards, and his all-comers fight. But this week, night one was just about, I think, the wrestling. And how interesting and exciting and refreshing for wrestling, a wrestling show, to actually be about wrestling. This was a culmination of weeks of work and weeks of storylines leading up to matches. So what you had was a more stacked version of their weekly impact show, but with more wrestling. And there was some really exciting stuff on here, actually. First match could have been the sleeper hit. And really, it may well have been uh, a sleeper hit. It was certainly one of the matches of the night, and that's the X Division title match versus champion Chris Bay versus Rohit versus TJP. And it should be a great match. And you know what? It was a great match. Of course, Rohit insinuated himself into the triple threat match picture by saying to Chris Bay, I can look after you because Falabar's going to be at ringside. He was there, but really he didn't seem engaged in the match at all. He was looking on, but there was not much behind the eyes, to be honest. He didn't do anything. But the match itself was a good, fast-paced match, and you'd expect that. They could all go after Rohit managed to get his coat off and he was struggling to begin with. We had some really good, solid mat work. What this wasn't was a, a, a hugely high-flying spot fest. There was actually a lot of good mat-based or solid wrestling. One blown move where TJP had to wait for ages draped over the ropes for Chris Bay to do a move. There were some lovely spots as well, like a sort of three-way leg and neck octopus grapevine type move with, with them all involved. It was lovely. TJP was really the one put over in this match. 
He had, he got most of the offense in. Bass seemed, seemed a little subdued, but TJP reversed uh, a leap into a pile driver. At one point, he had double, double abdominal, abdominal stretches on on the other two, and he also hit a springboard through the second rope into a, a curling drop kick on Bay, which was lovely. So really, he was put over nicely here, and that's good to see. It's also good to see Impact having some balls, because who won this? Rohit won it. He decided to turn the tables on Bay, stomped on his chest from the, the turnbuckle, and rolled him up for the win. Now, you might think that really pours cold water all over Bay's recent win and championship reign, but actually, TJP is now put into the picture. Rohit will be a um, a cocky, but certainly not um, confident champion. I feel, and Bay will be the challenger who can get that back. This could this could run and run, and I really hope it does. Great match to start. Now I didn't think we'd get Wrestle House as this was a special event, but oh glory be, we did, and it carries on. Larry D. As he's wearing a perfume. He's dressed up and he's wearing a perfume called Ring Rust, which is quite, quite nice. Because, of course, he's still enchanted by Rosemary. Getting sick of this? Yeah, I am too. It did nothing. And then we go on to another bag of nothing, which was a Good Brothers promo. I'm really... They were hot when they came here. Anderson and Gallows, hot. WWE cast-offs and hot. But because of the way they've been booked and because they don't seem to have the charisma, all we got was the usual kind of promo about wait till we get you in the ring, Ace and Fulton, you wait. And I'll tell you what, about Machine Gun Carl Anderson was cheesed off when the, Motor, when the Motor City Machine Guns came back. Wasn't a good promo this. At one point, Gallows cut him off unintentionally. He did the same thing of, you put me in jail. Well, I've been in jail it's not the first time I've been. We saw that last week. Don't recycle stuff. Anyway, on to a match. And we do need one after that. And it's Moose versus Trey, which could be interesting. Remember last week, Moose gave Trey the match because he thought, because Trey was wearing the suicide mask, he thought, oh, I've beaten suicide before. I'll invite him for the belt. And this should have been a big man versus speed match. Only it wasn't. They did tell the story of that. Trey got some offence in. And he was called an underdog all the way through. And he's been getting a bit of a push. As someone who has been in the main event picture. But really, Moose got most of the offence in. Threw him around a bit like a rag doll. And won. So you've just destroyed all the heat that you built up for Trey there. What comes in, who comes in at the end, of course? EC3, who, of course, they're really high on. Yes, EC3 comes in, brutalises Moose, and takes the belt with him. And, of course, Moose got the belt by taking it anyway. This could be quite interesting, actually. It would be, it would be a push-on from what WWE are doing with a um, 24-7 belt, where you can win it anywhere, and anyone can win it. But there's no point in even fighting for it. Just find out where it is, nick the belt, and run with it. 
I'm not really sure that will work in reality. It was okay match, nothing special, and I expected a lot more. We carried on with the Reno Scum stuff, they got paid back. Hernandez tried to pay them off cheaply, but he gave them the full money and he was looking around the whole time. He really sold it well. That works very well and I really want Reno Scum to do a lot more of this. But what I don't want is Eric, Super Eric, Eric the Heel. It's my time now, it's my world now. He tells us that he's done a lot of stuff in the past and yeah, it's good to address it because you have done a lot of kooky stuff. So when you're coming back as a hard heel, we might not be interested in that. He said, this is me in my purest form. What, ineffective? Because that's what you are. So ineffective that TNA run a blast from the past video of him defeating Kurt Angle. He's just defeated the world champion. So it must be good, eh? This is not getting any better for you, Eric. We then got Willie Mack. Having a backstage interview. But who comes in? Myers. Says, no, this is my interview time. Claims the interview for himself. If this is his shtick, which is, I am the most professional wrestler, but actually what I'm going to do is break all the rules to do that and try and take whatever I can for myself, then that might be interesting. But he's not an interesting enough character, really, to do that. He takes the interview away from Willie Mack, of course, comes back and beats him up. He gets his revenge, and there'll be a match next week. I don't want to see Willie getting jobbed out in this way. Because I presume Maya's going to go over in that match. And Willie's too good for this. Somebody who we thought also was good, but isn't, certainly not in Impact, is Heath. Heath for Impact should be trending by now. I don't think it is, and here's why. He hasn't got the chat. The 80s promo background's really good, but he hasn't got the chat. They even did a bit of him finishing, and I've got 11 seconds, but he had nothing to say, so he just posed. This doesn't work for me. He needs a bit more chat to make this work. And now on to the big matches of the night. And so to some of the main event matches, really. The first one up is Ace, Ace Austin and Madman Fulton versus the Good Brothers. Where are they? Where are they? We need them in the ring. Well, they've finally got them in the ring. And you know, I don't really want to see a talent like Ace in a tag match, even with someone as interesting as Fulton. And certainly not against the Good Brothers, who I really don't find interesting at all to be honest because I think it smothers his work and I think he's too big a character and too big a talent for that I think he should be in the the title picture but having said that this match was the match of the night and the reason why it was was because they didn't try to over impress so I know that Ace and Fulton is a Franken team they work together pretty well. The Good Brothers know what they're doing together. And they didn't try to push it too much. They didn't try to push the pace. They didn't try any flips. They didn't try, let me get my special moves in. They didn't try any of that. They told a story. I wasn't that excited to see them coming together anyway. So I didn't have a massive expectation. Which is more of an issue with the main event. I think we'll find. 
and I really enjoyed the match. One of the big events in it, of course, is wait till Fulton and Gallows get in. Well, they did get in and they fought together and it was on as even, really. And the way they they all sold and the way that they, that, that they observed the rules. So, tags in and out, kept... Um, kept uh, communicating with each other for different moves all of that seemed to me very 80s very territory 80s and that was lovely a lovely move seeing as that's what we're really i think going back to so you know the the, the match really worked for me also a lovely cheeky spot where they're in the corner and uh, an ace stood on Fulton's back to get a punch in. That was very nice. He used his laminated sharpened card, of course. I really, I really pop for that. I really like that move. It's so ridiculous. I really like it. And of course, in the end, the Good Brothers pick up the win because Ace and Fulton have got nothing to, to got nothing riding on this. Whereas the Good Brothers do need a few wins to make them look at least a bit interesting. But this was the match of the night. Which then builds up some good feeling to allow us to go back to Wrestle House. Which was actually more interesting in the second segment. Because the Deaners, who are turning into the stars of these segments, look in the, in the fridge and find their beers gone. Who took their beers? It's a whodunit. Now, I was really interested to see them donning Sherlock Holmes hats and pipes. And looking to see who it was as they questioned people. But very quickly, this was forgotten. Because you have the great smell of ring rust and you have the little um, side issue, the jealousy issue between uh, Rosemary and Johnny Bravo. He's there all crestfallen again. She's playing up. And I didn't want to see that. I'm sick of this triangle. What I wanted was to see the whodunit stuff. Of course, we segue into a match and this is a wrestle house match and it's the main contenders match for the female title between Tyre and Kylie. And it's on a Wrestle House segment. So it has no interest. It doesn't seem important. It just seems like a gag. And I don't want that. The referee, of course, was Rosemary, who seemed to be on the side of Tyre, tripped Kylie up once, allowed Tyre to to chomp on uh, Kylie's fingers, all of that. Quite a good match, actually. Quite energetic. But again, it's in Wrestle House, so I'm not particularly... Eventually, Kylie wins with a kick, and she'll go on to to face whoever is the champion after the Iron Man match next week, which I'm really looking forward to, actually. But really, it didn't mean much, because again, it's in Wrestle House. At least we ended with the Dina saying, now let's get back to finding out who stole our beer... I hope they do that next week because these segments really need something and that might well just be the Dinas. And so, to the main event, which I've been really looking forward to for weeks. It's the Machine Guns versus the North for the tag team titles. Really looking forward to, to it. Really thought it would be a superb match. Had high expectations. And they did have a good match. But they didn't have an an exceptional match. And this is the issue with really pushing a match that you think is really going to work well. 
both these teams are fabulous. Both these teams have that solidity, which means then they can do all the things in the ring for the machine guns. It's lots of high-flying moves, lots of great psychology for the North. I love both these teams. And they worked well together, but it just didn't seem as though it was an exciting match. Sometimes things don't work as well as they should. And this was one of those occasions. A bit like when I entered that hot dog eating contest. That was a spectacular fail. Anyway, one of the great spots of this is Ethan Page holding up Shelley in a vertical suplex for about 20, 25 seconds, it seemed to me, before his partner came in to help him. Another great spot was Shelley being, being um, cut off and uh, made to work hard for quite some time, and then Sabin coming in a house of fire, taking them both out, and in quite an extended way, really working well. Good match, a good solid match, and quite exciting, but as I say, not exceptional. And the double teaming did get better as things carry on. Machine guns taken in the end, and I think that this feud will continue. I really hope it does because these two teams, these four people, have great matches in their future. So there you have it. First night of emergence. A really, really good special impact show, which I think is what they wanted, and concentrating on wrestling. There wasn't a bad match in this. There wasn't an exceptional match either, but there wasn't a bad match in this. And it really sets things up nicely for next week. That Iron Man match, the transitional champ Eddie Edwards fighting who knows, and it could be some big incomer, you never know. This worked incredibly well. Impact really know what they're doing at the moment, and that's actually wrestling. Remember that. Tonight's Impact has a Rumble rating of 4 out of 5. And I can't wait to see what emerges <laughs> next week. Ta-ta!